0: No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible.
1: Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where Isaiah predicts the future kingdom of righteousness and peace. Then the people will understand, generous ones will stand, and the land will be fruitful. We hope you join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Isaiah chapter 32 on Simply the Bible.
0: One day. Everything will change. Think about it. If you are a believer in Jesus Christ, then it will happen in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, and you will be in the Lord's presence, either by rapture of the church or through death. Do we think about this reality enough? Do we live in the light of its expectation? God has told us the future so that we can order our lives accordingly. We continue today in Isaiah chapter 32, as Isaiah looks to the future, behold, a king will reign in righteousness and princes will rule with justice. A man will be as a hiding place from the wind and a cover from the tempest as rivers of water in a dry place, as the shadow of a great rock in a weary land. A king that will reign is obviously the king, Jesus Christ, the son of David. At his second coming, he will reign in righteousness. Now, as I observe man's inability to govern his fellow man, I long for the day when the government will be upon the shoulder of Christ and of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. But that's not all. We will reign with him. He is the king and we are the princes. He will reign in righteousness and we will rule with justice. We will execute justice in the kingdom where Christ will rule with a rod of iron. Now, in that day, Christ will be a hiding place from the wind for his people. He will be a shelter from the storm that comes against the Jews from the Antichrist during the Great Tribulation. He will be as refreshing as rivers of water in a desert place. And he will be a great rock providing shade from the blazing heat of the sun. But wait! We don't have to wait until the millennial kingdom for Jesus Christ to be a shelter and place of refuge. He will be a shelter today to anyone who trusts in him. Jesus said that anyone who thirsts can come to him and drink, and out of his belly will flow rivers of living water. And by this, he spoke of the Holy Spirit. That life-giving spirit is available to anyone who comes to Jesus in childlike faith and asks The father freely gives good gifts to his children. Verse three, the eyes of those who see will not be dim and the ears of those who hear will listen. Also, the heart of the rash will understand knowledge and the tongue of the stammerers will be ready to speak plainly. Isaiah ministered to spiritually blind, deaf and ignorant people. But in the millennial kingdom, everyone will see Hear and understand God's truth. Eyes will be open to see it, ears will be open to hear it, hearts that have been rash in rejecting the truth will finally understand. Tongues that stammered and struggled will freely speak God's truth. Habakkuk two hundred fourteen says that the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. And what a wonderful day that will be. Verse five, the foolish person will no longer be called generous, nor the miser said to be bountiful. For the foolish person will speak foolishness and his heart will work iniquity to practice ungodliness, to utter error against the Lord, to keep the hungry unsatisfied. And he will cause the drink of the thirsty to fail. Also, the schemes of the schemer are evil. He devises wicked plans to destroy the poor with lying words. Even when the needy speaks justice, but a generous man devises generous things, and by generosity he shall stand. In Isaiah's day, as in our own, there was much deception. People were not as they appeared to be. Celebrities projected an image of being generous and liberal to the poor and needy, but this masked their true character. Now in the kingdom age, the mask will be removed and people will be known for who they really are. The fool will be immediately recognized for his foolishness. He will be heartless toward the poor and everyone will see it. Today, the schemer often gets away with evil schemes that destroy the poor and innocent ones who speak forth injustice. But then their sin will find them out and their schemes will come down upon their own heads. The mask will be taken off. But those who are truly generous with noble hearts will stand. Now, Jesus said, freely you have received, freely give. And these generous ones will be honored and rewarded for their generosity. That is the true liberality that God blesses. Rise up, you women who are at ease. Hear my voice, you complacent daughters. Give ear to my speech. In a year and some days you will be troubled, you complacent women, for the vintage will fail. The gathering will not come. Tremble, you women who are at ease. Be troubled, you complacent ones. Strip yourselves, make yourselves bare, and gird sackcloth on your waist." Now, behind the selfish rulers of Judah and influencing them for evil were the aristocratic women of Jerusalem who were complacent and self-confident in a time of grave national crisis. Isaiah spoke of them back in chapter 3. The Lord says the women of Zion are haughty, walking along with outstretched necks, flirting with their eyes tripping along with mincing steps, with ornaments jingling on their ankles. Therefore, the Lord will bring sores on their heads of the women of Zion. The Lord will make their scalps bald. Now, these women were continuing with life as usual, more concerned with their luxuries, their status, and their wardrobe than with the devastation that was looming on the horizon. But in a little more than a year, great trouble would come upon them. The land and the cities would be desolate. This took place in 701 BC when Sennacherib, the king of Assyria, invaded Judah and devastated the land. Verse 12 People shall mourn upon their breasts for the pleasant fields and for the fruitful vine. On the land of my people will come up thorns and briars, yes, on all the happy homes in the joyous city, because the palaces will be forsaken, the bustling city will be deserted, the forts and towers will become lairs forever, a joy of wild donkeys, a pasture of flocks. The first evidence of God's judgment would be the failing of the harvest of the grapes and other fruit. No doubt this occurred when the Assyrians overran the fields. They also brought down the forts and towers of many cities in Judah. So the Jews confined in Jerusalem were greatly concerned about their survival. Before the siege ended against them and God delivered Jerusalem from the Assyrians, the people had to sacrifice not only their luxuries, but also their necessities. Verse 15, Until the Spirit is poured, Upon us from on high, and the wilderness becomes a fruitful field, and the fruitful field is counted as a forest. Then justice will dwell in the wilderness, and righteousness remain in the fruitful field. The work of righteousness will be peace, and the effect of righteousness quietness and assurance forever. My people will dwell in a peaceful habitation, in secure dwellings, and in quiet resting places. Though hail comes down on the forest and the city is brought low in humiliation, blessed are you who sow beside all waters, who send out freely the feet of the ox and the donkey. Now, in the remainder of this chapter, Isaiah returns to his description of the Messianic kingdom and emphasizes the restoration of peace and prosperity. None of these changes took place after the deliverance of Jerusalem in 701 B.C., or even when the exiles returned from Babylon to Jerusalem. So we must assume that these prophecies will be fulfilled in the future kingdom. Now, after the Great Tribulation, God will pour out his spirit upon his people, Israel. Zechariah 12:10 says, And I will pour on the house of David and on the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and supplication. Then they will look on me whom they pierced. Yes, they will mourn for him as one mourns for his only son and grieve for him as one grieves for a firstborn. They will look upon Christ whom they pierced and mourn." Joel 2:28 says that it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh your sons and your daughters shall prophesy your old men shall dream dreams your young men shall see visions and also on my men servants and on my maid servants I will pour out my spirit in those days Now on the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit came upon the disciples so that they declared the praises of God in languages they didn't know Peter made a defense to the onlookers that were asking what was going on. So he said, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And then he quoted the passage I just read. So the day of Pentecost and the subsequent church age was a partial fulfillment of that prophecy in Joel. But in the future, the Holy Spirit will be poured out upon all flesh. Sons and daughters will prophesy. Young men will see visions and old men will will dream dreams and there will be such restoration in the world and especially in Israel that the desert wilderness will turn into a fruitful field and the fruitful field will be lush as a forest. It will be a wonderful place of righteousness, peace and assurance forever. Christ will be reigning in righteousness and there will be peace in Jerusalem for. The word Jerusalem means teaching of peace. And finally, it will happen. Never again will the Jews fear being harmed by their enemies, for the Lord will be their shelter and assurance forever. Now, we don't have to wait until then, because we have a place of peace today. Jesus said in John 14, 27, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. If by faith you have received the gift of Christ's righteousness, and you are walking in that righteousness, then you have peace with God, and you can be at peace with yourself and with others. You may have to wait on the Lord for his solutions, but the peace of Christ can rule your heart while you wait. Isaiah ends. This chapter by commending the generosity of the noble. Those who sow beside all waters will be blessed, as are those who are liberal in sending out their livestock, their livelihood. You see, our labor in the Lord is never in vain. We will reap what we sow. This is especially true when it comes to sowing the seed of the word. Blessed are those who sow the seed at all times, for in due season, They will reap an abundant harvest if they do not give up. Now, as we anticipate the glorious future that awaits us, may God help us to order our lives accordingly because the King is coming.
1: You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. Tomorrow we will see where Isaiah proclaims a woe against plunderers and a prayer for grace. God will rise to judge Jerusalem, but later it will be the land of the majestic King. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Isaiah on Simply the Bible.